Welcome to Undisputed Execution. This podcast is for wolves. It is not for sheep. I am here to give entrepreneurs, salesmen, saleswomen, you name it, those who want to further the success in their life and grow. I'll go through my personal experiences, my successes, my failures, along with some friends that I have that have been on this journey with me and their successes and failures as well. It's time I give you educational value. Appreciate you listening. Have a good one. Welcome back, folks. Uh, Tonight, I want to dive into failure. Failure is that that big word, that big scary thing that all of us uh, try to do everything in our power to deter ourselves from getting to that point. The reason I wanted to make this episode for you guys is because I have failed many times. And beyond myself, what I have studied and other people, um, you cannot succeed more than you fail. Again, you cannot succeed more than you fail. It takes failure to to learn. It takes failure to take the next step forward. It takes failure in trying something new. Let me give you some examples here, right? Michael Jordan, everybody knows Michael Jordan. Uh, I, I think a lot of people know that he was actually cut from his basketball team in high school right? The greatest basketball player of all time, you know, next to, you know, Kobe. Um, and that's where I'm going to leave it at that. Michael Jordan was given 946 game winning shots. He missed over 700 of those 946 game winning shots and missed over 700 of those. He only made 146 shots. Now, they don't write about you when you fail. They write about you when you make it. So all you need to do is just make one. Every time you fail again, like I said, you are just one step closer. Now, beyond... Michael Jordan. Here's here's another here's a uh, a few people I want to mention. She was demoted from her news anchor position because she wasn't a fit for television. Oprah Winfrey. Wow. Right? So, can you imagine how she felt losing her job as a news anchor uh, and being told that maybe physically or looking at her, she's not made for television and who she became. If that doesn't motivate you, (laughs) I I don't know what else to tell you. This guy was fired from his newspaper for a lack of imagination and having no original ideas. Walt Disney. Wow. (laughs) Lack of imagination and having no original ideas. Look at Disney now. 
Again, if that doesn't motivate you, I don't know what will. Thomas Edison, okay, he failed a thousand times before he finally succeeded in making the light bulb. A thousand times. Can you imagine what it's like to be him and trying something a thousand times and failing over and over and over and over and over again and just sticks with it and created the damn light bulb? I can tell you friends of mine that given up after one little bump in the road or uh, some red tape in getting a business started. That's insane. And that is why, you know, it's the one percenters who are financially wealthy on this planet because the other 99% are either afraid of failure, um, which means you haven't tried to do anything new and or just the lack of motivation. You, I hear people verbally tell me all the time, I want to, I'm motivated. I want to do this, this, and this. And when I put their feet to the fire, just another sheep in the herd that just wants to sound important or sound like they want to be better than they are. Dr. Seuss's first book, we all know Dr. Seuss. We grew up on Dr. Seuss. His first book was rejected by 27 publishers, meaning he creates this book and nobody wants it. He goes on to be the absolute best-selling children's author in history. Nobody comes close. It's, it's when, I, when I think of these things um, and think of failure... I I can count on my own hands how many times I've given up after a few tries or um, tried something new and didn't really give 100% in trying to make it succeed because of the fear of failure. We can't live that way. You can't live that way. Well, I mean, I guess you can, but... Where is that going to get you? Where, if you have goals and you have a desired path in life or you want certain things, if you can't be uncomfortable or comfortable with getting uncomfortable and facing fear, it's going to be a long struggle for you. Myself, um, you know, when I started this business with a friend, he had been trying to get me to do it for a few years. And I never really took the opportunity because I was fearful of there's no way. I'm, the job that I have now, they pay me good money and... um you know, I'm looked at as a role model here and I'm helping people here and I'm just comfortable. I I have a family that I've worked with for four years, my work family, and I just 
I can't leave it. There's no way. I'm I'm comfortable where I'm at. Now, COVID came, and let me just tell you that it was life was getting hard. I mean, I had just lost my job and I'm out on the market looking for new jobs, trying to think of, you know, trying to look at the man in the mirror and self-reflect on what my, my next moves are going to be. I've got, I've got three mouths to feed and four, including myself. Um, I'm a father to this family. And, you know, when I look back, you know, you know, how do I want the picture of myself to be painted in my family's eyes? It was not, being a failure. I did not want my son to grow up or my daughter to grow up and look at their dad and go, man, he never, never tried to do anything. You know, we, we had an okay life or whatever. He was there. He was a good dad. He said nice things to us, but I want to be the father that does way more than that. I want to be the father that motivates my children, that teaches them, life and how to be successful in whatever avenues that they want to venture down, whether being a doctor or playing professional sports or, you know what, just being um, a, a gas station owner. I don't care. I want to be able to show my kids what hard work does for you. Now, I watched a, a show today on Netflix, uh, the Medal of Honor. And one of the Medal of Honor recipients, he's speaking to a high school that has just named him as the new name for the high school. And he gives this little speech on perseverance. This guy uh, got the Medal of Honor by... uh, sending his platoon or his squad out of a danger area as he stayed and laid fire and killed, you know, 50, 60, 70 um, Japanese or Korean. I, I got to go back and, uh, you know, confirm. But he stayed and he fought tooth and nail so his guys could get out of there alive. He became a prisoner of war for two years. And comes back and tells his story, but he tells this high school at their graduation, if I can give you one word that's going to help you in life, it would be the word perseverance. Now, if you, let's look up the definition of it real quick. Uh, So that we can get a very clear understanding. I know what it means, but um, do you really know what it means? Perseverance, it's persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success, right? So we we want to face failure and conquer it, right? We need perseverance to do that. Uh, mental fortitude. Um, one of those things that you you have to dig deep within you, you have to 
really, like I said earlier, look at the man in the mirror or a woman and do I, is this goal what I really want? Do I really want to go this way? Do I want to go that way? You know, it, it was really humbling for me to do that and just think to myself, like, I can't live in fear. So to come back to um, what, you know, I lost my job. We're in COVID. Um, I'm fearful of how, like, the example that I'm going to set for my kids. And my my really good buddy, hold on, wife is calling, but... Um, I go on this journey and I trust him to go on this journey. I, I beg and plead and ask him, don't lie to me because I'm going to give this everything I have. You've been talking about it for years. I'm going to do it. Let's go. In... In starting, right, talking to him, talking to other people that have tried it, they tell me, listen, you just have to keep your feet to the fire for a month, two months, cold calling, follow up, you do these things, and you won't have to worry anymore if you're going to be financially successful or not. And so I took this as a goal. So when I started my business, I'm a, I'm a broker. Um, when I started this business, I said, okay, everyone's telling me that I'm going to have to live like, I don't know if I should swear, probably not. Uh, you're going to have to go through hell for a month or two months every day, making as many calls as you can, and it, it'll happen for you. I didn't look at this like, dang, that's just, I don't want to do that. That's going to suck. I Instead, I made some goals for myself. I said, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to give it 100%. I'm not going to um, do it for a couple days and you know, give up because I'm getting hung up on or people are telling me to stick it where the sun don't shine. So I set some goals for myself. These guys said, hey, in the first two months, you might fund a deal or two. And so I set a goal. I'm like, all right. Um, I went out and I, cr I gained a thousand leads. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to Dial, dial, dial. And even on a thousand leads, I knew it was going to take me not very long to burn through all those. Um, I had a few tricks up my sleeve that I was going to do with these leads. Um, and man, did it pay off. My goal was to have at least like two at like two uh, credit apps come in uh, from clients uh, at the end of two weeks. Um, and kind of pick it up from there as I'm, as I'm doing what my job entails to do. Right. My, my first week, 
you know, I, I legitimately only worked like two days. Um, I had to get prepped for a vacation that we were going on. So I did lots of calling for two days, lots of hangups. A lot of people telling me again, stick it with, stick it with the sun, don't shine. I go on my vacation and I do a lot of self-reflection like, hey, when you come back, you got to you gotta do this 100%. And I'm coaching myself the whole week. I'm having a great week. Each Every day I'm feeling great. Um, I'm reading books. Um, and so I get back home and I'm like, okay, it's time. That first week that I came back, I had made probably 200 calls my first two days. And I had sent out marketing material to all the leads that I had. And, you know, I was going to keep calling and following up with them. My first week, I got like 10 companies to promise to send me credit apps. It's unheard of in your first week. And my first week, I got three credit apps. And then the following week, I got six or seven credit apps and started funding these deals, right? And they're they're pretty lucrative. And, you know, I'm helping people get, you know, the stuff that they're, they're, they're financing, et cetera. But, you know, two, I would say, let's get, let's say two full weeks into the job. I'm already turning heads from what the norm is to other people. Right. And it, the job, you gotta be a hunter. And what I mean by a hunter is a true salesman a guy that's not afraid to pick up the phone, a guy that's not afraid of being rejected, you know, you name it. Um, the fear part, you know, comes in play when I first started that, oh man, hopefully, you know, I always, when stuff starts clicking for me right away, it's almost um, insanely scary for me because you start getting used to that, those moments. Like, hey, I just started and I'm killing it. So when the moment comes where you're not killing it, you're like, oh man, this is bad. And you start to panic, you start to freak. You know, in my career, it's one of those things where you, you I feel like th those moments have to happen in the beginning so that you don't crash and burn later on. You know, when you start something and you're just successful right off the bat, it's, it's a super scary thing. Now, let me give you my philosophy. Um, and something that has worked for me since going back to, you know, going back to when I first started dating, we had a thing called MySpace. And <clears throat> when it first came out, it was just, wow, everybody had it. It was super cool. You customized everything. And it was a dating site, essentially. It was it was made for friends, but nobody used it for that except for to make other people mad that they weren't in your top five or your top eight or whatever. But you mainly used it to date, try to find people to date. Now, the reason I will be successful in what I'm doing now and 
in in the foreseeable future is because of the same thought process, the same mentality I had back when I was dating. And I, I let me get to the exact reason why. Dating to me was a numbers game. I'm a I'm a heavy set guy. Um, I like to think that I'm very very funny, but you know, and fun to be around people. I have you know I had many friends back then, and I think it derives from being funny and being who I was. I created a lot of friendships. And it was, it was hard for me to go to a social gathering or a party with friends and be the one guy that stands out. My humor was like the one thing that would do that for me. But, you know, in a room full of men, most of them were always better looking than me. When MySpace came around, let me just tell you something. I, I started developing this hunter mentality. It's funny to say hunter when trying to date, but... Um, to me, it was a numbers game. So I would sit and I would I would sit there and I would think, what is a really good, funny catchphrase that isn't, hey, what's up? My name is James. Or, hey, you're cute. Let's talk. I used to come up with these phrases. And the, the, the verbiage now for would, uh, for it would be, um, my average click rate or my average response, uh, responses from women were, I would say more than 60%. I would create this catchphrase and I would copy and paste it. And I shit you not, I would send it to 500 girls. I would do this in like a matter of two, three days, get home from work, you know, um, after you eat and you relax and watch TV. Y'all were probably watching movies. I was copying and pasting. Anybody that I thought in their profile was somebody that I could get along with. And, of course, if they were super cute, I would copy and paste the message. It was It was crazy how my life changed from that moment. I mean, I, I never had a dull moment. I never had to go to a social gathering or a party with friends without having a, a, a beautiful looking female by my side. And to this day, um, in hindsight, I'm like, wow. I mean, my wife now she's beautiful. Um, I count my blessings every day on how something so beautiful set her eyes on me and said, okay, I, I feel the same way you do. And I'm blessed. I'm, su- I'm super blessed. But going back to, you know, being able to, to never, never be alone, changed my life. Cause then I developed a, a fear of being alone. Um, but we won't get into that now. We'll just kind of discuss how then turned into how I am as a salesman now. You know, um, it was a numbers game. I would send a message to 500 girls, um, you know, 
250 of those would respond and say hi or what have you. Maybe 75 of those would engage in conversation with me. And out of those 75, I would have 25 all ready and willing to go on dates, want to be courted. I think that's the old-fashioned word. Some that wanted to be that just wanted to hang out and not really date and some that wanted to be my wife one day. And I carried this on for, I can't tell you how long. And I never, I never had to worry about not having uh, someone there when I wanted them. And the same goes for the business that I'm doing now. If, and if, (laughs) you know, when you, pick up the phone and you dial a hundred people, you're going to have 50 that talk to you. You're going to have 25 that will hear you out and maybe have 15 that want to start doing business with you. Right. In some fashion or another. How ironic is it that I, you know, in my self-reflection, I look back, I'm like, wow, I, I do this now in my job and I'm really successful at it. Well, I did the same thing when trying to date and was very successful. People would envy me. Guys would be like, how the hell did he pick that girl up? Like people would challenge me all the time and think because I had that hot of a girl and they thought they were better looking than me that they could try to take my business. But um, some cases it worked some 99% of the time it didn't, but it's going to be the same scenario now. People are going to wonder how I got so many accounts and it's just perseverance. It's mental fortitude. It's it's the fight in me that never stops. It's not being afraid to fail. You know, I want to talk about those um, those fifty out of the hundred, or yeah, I would say, hold on, out of the five hundred girls I wrote. You know, the other two fifty that would respond with like, how dare you? You think that you're, you think you're, what makes you think that I would want to talk to you or date you or you're ugly, you're fat, you're, you're dumb for even trying to write me. Like I'm talking, I have 250 that say hi and are nice. The numbers go to 75 that hold a conversation and 15 or 25 that, want to date the other 250 made me feel like trash right same here in this business model i can't be afraid to pick up the phone talk to john he says you mother effer why are you calling me you're like the 10th call today about financing don't call me again take me off your list you guys are idiots for calling me hang up or click 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 and um you're just some bottom feeder and click, you know what I mean? You can't be afraid of those types of reactions. All people are different. All people are going to respond differently, but the numbers game for me has always made it so that I will be successful. I never let those girls get to me. I never let the hangups get to me. In fact, I go into the call thinking he's if this guy hangs up on me, Let's just laugh about it when he when we're done. 
I've even I've done stupid things like when the guy says hangs up on me or he's like we're in the middle of a conversation. Hey, this is James from America Capital and you hear the click and I call back. Instead of moving into the next call, I'll call back. Hey, man, I think something happened. Our line got disconnected. No, you're just a telemarketer. No, I'm not, man. I'm I'm here to be a partner with you and, you know, go on, do my speech from there. Um, but it's it's how you be uh, proactive versus reactive in those situations. And that'll be another segment, too. I've got so much I want to share with people and friends and family um, that I can't do it all on one one podcast, but, um, I will share it all, but I'm going to end it here. Um, I'm so thankful if you listened and you have, um, heard these words that I've provided and maybe they help you do not be afraid of fear. I want to see everybody succeed. I want to see everybody fail and learn and get back up. And I want to see stories about people like Walt Disney and Oprah and Michael Jordan. Be that person. Stop waiting. Tomorrow, punch fear in the face and go fail at something. And keep failing and keep failing until you get that one shot. If you have listened all the way to the end, um, go ahead and add me on my Instagram, James Graham the third. Uh, it's three eyes. Uh, let me just double check. Because as I start gaining new followers, yeah, it's James Graham. G-R-A-H-A-M-I-I-I. Um, I got a New York Yankees hat in my profile picture. If you've listened to the end, go add me. Um, I'm going to be putting names into a bucket, uh, a.k.a. tickets. Um, and I'm going to give away something really special. I haven't come up, w- up with what it is yet. But um, given that I purchased uh, three brand-new Xbox Ones, or Xbox Series X's, maybe. Might give away one of those, just depending on the traction. If I get a lot of people that come and add me or write me and say, hey, I listened to your podcast and it really helped me and it, it motivated me, then, um, you know, depending on the tra- how that traction goes, I want to start giving back, and you know, for listening. And other than just the words, maybe something tangible. It's been great. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.